having a great night rest is so key to having a productive day. Even I've spoken about this in the context of having a really good morning routine. I mean, you can have the best morning routine. It can have, you know, all the incredible bits and pieces in there can be super organized, but if you're going to have a crap night's sleep and wake up with no energy, it almost doesn't matter that you've got this great morning routine if you've got no energy to do it. So passive rest absolutely is key and important. Deep balancer. I know you're a determined person on the lookout for ways to live a more fulfilling and balanced life, but you're busy. And if we're being honest, that busyness often comes at the expense of your priorities. The Balance Theory podcast is made to teach busy bees just like you how to find and own your own definition of balance so that you can become unapologetic in how you choose to spend your time. I'm your host, Erica, and together, let's find your unique balance. Hey, Balancers, and welcome to another episode of the Balance Theory Podcast. I just want to start off by saying thank you. Thank you so much to everyone who's taken the time out of their day. A couple of minutes just to fill out our survey. As you guys know, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that I was in the middle of a rebrand, well, still am. And of course, as you guys also know, like this podcast is totally a side hobby of mine. It's something that's kind of, I feel growing with me as I go, but not only that with you guys too. So a very, very important part for me and point of contact is understanding a little bit more about you guys, you know, when you guys listen to the podcast, what you guys do for work, just so I can make sure that the content is relevant. I mean, you know, I don't have to do this podcast. It's purely a joy for me. It's something I really love doing. And I want to make sure that it continues to resonate and grow with you guys too. So for those of you who have maybe started the survey or haven't had a chance to jump on the link, it is in the show notes. And I would be super grateful if you could take the time to contribute your thoughts And I'm so excited. Make sure you're connected with us on socials as well, because that rebrand will be coming, I want to say in about two to three months, fingers crossed, but I'm really, really excited. I have some cool ideas. um, And of course, every little bit of input is going to go towards that. So thank you in advance. Today's point of conversation is an area that is super important. We're going to talk all about rest. But it's not just rest in one sense. So I feel like, you know, when we talk about rest, probably the first few things that come to mind are sleep and maybe rest days, like breaks from the gym. But I've been thinking about this the last few days. And and I feel like even if you have like really good night's sleep and then you also have rest from the gym, sometimes you can still feel like really exhausted and burnt out. And so I began to think about it, ponder on it. I really thought about it in the context of our balance areas too. And I've come up with four types of rest that I feel we all need to at least be aware of and prioritize to really optimize our energy and make sure that we're feeling recovered and ready to go for every new day. So we're going to start off with the obvious one. Of course, there is a place for sleep. And the first one is physical rest. So whether that is going to be passive. So when we talk about passive rest, that is your sleeping. It's something you don't really have to put much effort towards. You can kind of just ease into it and your body does the job. You know, I mean, there's so many, so much incredible science behind what actually happens in our bodies when we sleep from autophagy, you know, it's our body's internal cleaning process to memory and brain functions, repairing themselves. I mean, so many incredible things. That's more on the passive side. And I mean, if you want to take that as having your stock standard eight hours or whatever it is that you need every night versus having some naps throughout the day, depending on your schedule, of course, I mean, that's a form of passive rest that I think is such a simple one. We get an opportunity to do it every day. So it's not like, you know, if you haven't been prioritizing rest, you're doomed for the rest of your life. Every night is a brand new opportunity to optimize it, which I think is really great because, you know, you don't have to write it off completely if it's not something you've been quote unquote good at. 
but it's something that should be number one in your life. Like, because having a great night rest is so key to having a productive day. Even I've spoken about this in the context of having a really good morning routine. I mean, you can have the best morning routine. It can have, you know, all the incredible bits and pieces in there can be super organized, but if you're going to have a crap night's sleep and wake up with no energy, it almost doesn't matter that you've got this great morning routine if you've got no energy to do it. So passive rest absolutely is key and important, but it's not the only type of rest we need. So that's the first arm of physical rest. The second arm is active physical rest. So this is things that we can do throughout the day to give our bodies a little bit of a break. So we're talking things like stretching or, you know, doing a little bit of yoga movement that feels really good for our body. That's active rest. We've also spoken about this in the context of active meditation as well. So some people don't like sitting there still, but they find when they drop into a prolonged yoga pose or a really beautiful stretch, they, they get to that point in their mental state. So that's one example of active physical rest. But another one I want to throw in is your work setup. So whether you're working from home or in the office, the ergonomic nature of your setup, whether you, you know, like to sit, stand, whether your chair is comfortable, whether your body just doesn't feel like niggly when you finished a whole work day, I think is so important because we're working away, you know, doing our thing, not really thinking much, but our body in effect is kind of resting in and amongst that period. Maybe your mind, not so much, but your physical body absolutely is. So have a little think about your work setup, you know, and I mean, sometimes it's a little bit beyond our control, you know, it's just the setup in our office. There's not much we can do about it. Maybe you can request certain changes if you feel you need it. But one thing you can do is take like, you know, every 20 minutes, just get up or change your position. As you guys know, my fiance used to be a chiropractor. And one thing he used to say to me was there's no such thing as bad posture provided you change it every 20 minutes. So if you're literally slouching over in front, as long as you're not doing that for longer than a 20 minute period, and then, you know, you change your posture, whether you're going to be leaning on one side or standing up or whatever it is, that's a good enough window where you can, you know, just shift into a different position, but your body doesn't have enough time to, you know, get used to that position. The problem is when we literally sit and don't move all day, our body gets good at doing that. And then, you know, we want to go to the gym or we want to go for a run and we expect it to just spring into these dynamic, you know, movements and positions when we've just been like training it to sit in a spot all day that's probably less comfortable than what we need or would like. So as a part of like active physical rest, um, I really think considering your work environment and the ergonomics around it, what makes you comfortable is another really kind of missed opportunity in terms of maximizing our rest throughout the day. That's the first, I guess, category of rest. Now, the second one you may have guessed, but it comes down to mental rest. So I wanted to separate this from, you know, the category of sleep because it's something that you can actually do as you're leading into sleep. It's something you might need to do throughout the day. And, you know, we're not just talking about meditation, although that definitely comes under this umbrella. We're talking about anything that helps you mentally switch off. For some people, it's a TV show. For some people, it's doing a bit of a brain dump. So, you know, I know a lot of you listening can will be able to resonate with this experience. And it's the one where you're going to bed and your mind is literally on fast forward. It is just 
nonstop throwing thoughts at you, thinking about what we have to do tomorrow, you're thinking about what happened today. It's just really, really consuming. And there is no part of that that feels restful. And so if you've kind of got that mental activity before going to bed, you can then see how that's going to impact your physical passive rest, which is your sleep. So this kind of works in tandem with the first category, but something else you can do not only just before bed, but throughout the day. So one thing I personally like doing, especially when I have that mental chatter, I mean, I think we hear it more before bed because we've kind of got no other distractions, but I think it's definitely something that we experience throughout the day too. So one thing I like to do is whether it's on my phone or in a little notepad is literally just jot down everything that's on my mind. If it's things to do, write a to-do list. So in my mind, I'm kind of like feeling safe that I'm not going to forget those things, but they're there for me to look at tomorrow. If it's just thoughts that are bothering me, you just write them out like a stream of consciousness. And you're literally just putting a little bit of separation, a bit of space between you and the thoughts. So they're out of your head, they're on the page and it does help. This is something I've used time and time again, and it really does help to just distance yourself from the thoughts And it feels like a bit of a mental discharge. So this whole category, I think is super personalized. Like I I don't want to be the kind of person that's like, you have to meditate or you have to do these things because I know different things really work for different people. And you might find some crossover in like some physical uh, active rest, like maybe stretching really gets you into that deep mental restful place. But sometimes it is two separate things. So just have a think if you can identify anything, but I think the biggest thing here is just being considered and making sure that you're actually allocating time for mental rest and not just classifying that as, you know, the physical rest. Like I said, there can be a crossover, but just be aware if, you know, you might need to just take a little bit of extra care when it comes to mental rest and add some stuff into your routine or trial a few things, especially if it's going before bed and it's going to make your sleep, your physical sleep even better. The third one, this might be a bit of a new one for some of you, Probably something you've thought about, but not to the extent of, you know, I need to put that in as an arm of rest in my life. And this is social rest. So I think a good starting place is to just ask yourself, are you an introvert or an extrovert? Now, the reason I ask this question is because depending on the answer will determine whether you actually get energy from social settings or not. And of course, this is a little bit of a spectrum, right? So maybe you can handle or you enjoy a little bit of socializing But then once it crosses a certain barrier or limit or number of events, it starts to drain you. And we need rest from these types of situations or environments that drain the life out of us because ultimately it's just having the opposite effect. I mean, what's the point of socializing if you're not really getting anything from it, if it's not adding value to your life? And I'll give you a really good example. So I really consider myself probably to be extroverted. I love being social. I mean, probably when I was younger, a lot more than I do now, but I definitely like being around other people and enjoying people's company. That's something that gives me energy, obviously, depending on who it is. But I think I've gotten to a good place where the people I spend time with are not people who suck the energy out from me. But I've also been there. But long story short, I was at an event a couple of weeks ago and there were quite a few people there. And, you know, when you're at these big things, it's inevitable that you're going to have small talk. And I don't know about you guys, but honestly, small talk drains the life out of me. Like I can't explain it. It just, I'm just, I just can't do it. It really, it's just the same conversation. It feels super superficial. It's almost like we're having a conversation just for the sake of it. So for me, I was at this event and I'd spoken to maybe like four or five different people and I was just exhausted. Like I looked at Anj and I was like, 
can we go type thing? Because I was like, there's no point being here. Like I'm literally just, I feel like a bad egg. Like I feel like a bad energy being here because I'm just kind of not really vibing. Anyway, then I started chatting to this girl and within like two minutes, we were deep in a conversation. We found like a, a crossover of an interest and we got into a DNM. Like anyone listening who's had a one-on-one chat with me knows that I'm a DNMer. Like I love getting deep in conversation. I, you know, I like just like having those heartfelt, solved field type conversations. And I was so shocked, but it's like I just came back from, from the dead. Like I, I just came to life just from having a genuine soul connected conversation. And that to me showed like, I wasn't actually tired. I was just drained, but also how quickly it flipped once I had or found a conversation that was like in tune with me, that was aligned for me. And so that, that really simple night for me showed that small talk drains me. I'm the kind of person who likes socializing on a meaningful level. So that means when I look at my social rest, If I have a weekend of events and they're all going to be really big events where I don't know a lot of people, then I'm not going to be, you know, doing that every single day because it's just inevitable, right? That you're going to have small talk when it comes to big events, people you don't know. And, and that doesn't mean I'm shut off to meeting new people by any means, but it's just a little kind of mental control I have now to know when enough's enough, like when not to push it, when not to have too many of those events. Or maybe it's a case that we go to that event, but only for a limited amount of time, because there's kind of like a threshold where you cross it and then it starts becoming very draining. So that's just a really brief example, I guess, from me personally. But I think just you listening, if you're not sure what that looks like for you, it always comes down to awareness. So just start noticing what different social settings or events, how they make you feel. Sometimes it's even the type of people. So it's not even like an event, like it's, you know, house parties, for example, or going out for dinner. Maybe it's not the type of event, maybe rather it's type of people. So maybe you can identify like a type of character or personality that really drains you. Like maybe it's, I mean, I guess for everyone it would be this, but like really negative people, unless you're also negative and then you kind of find common ground over that. But something tells me that that would also drain you too. So once you can identify whether it's types of people, types of situations, types of events, that drain you. It's about putting in little parameters to give yourself rest from those things, peoples, or places. And most importantly, and this is how we keep our balance alive. This is how we keep our sense of groundedness kind of front and center. If you get to a Friday night and you are already feeling drained, and then you have an event that you know drains you, do not go to that event. It doesn't matter if you feel like you need to go, you should go, you know, all these quote unquote things that you should or shouldn't be doing. If you are drained, going to that is only going to deplete you further. And that's one of those classic situations where you're going to be pleasing somebody else over and above putting yourself first. And your balance is going to get double hit then. Like you're already tired. You're already in the negative. And, you know, just for the sake of not frazzling someone else or upsetting someone else, you're going to push yourself further into the negative. I mean, that's a choice you have to make at the end of the day. When you have this awareness, you can understand or ask yourself, how do I feel today, right now in this moment, and then make the decision of what you're going to do or not based off how that thing makes you feel. And having this understanding and then underpinning your concept of social rest, I think is so important. And if you're the type of person who really struggles setting boundaries or saying no to things, maybe this is like a different way you can reframe it. So it's a type of rest you need to prioritize and it's nothing personal. It's just different situations 
give you something different at different moments. And that's something you're aware of and just putting some safeguards around. So social rest, really, really key one. The last type of rest is also really important. Again, probably something you've thought about in the back of your mind, but maybe not to the extent of wanting to prioritize it. And it comes down to sensory rest. When we talk about sensory rest, it really falls in the camp or covers the way we consume content, social media, probably the way we work as well. And that is at a very fast pace. It's a very churn and burn style. It's very, very quick. It's very thank you next type energy. You know, it's very just scattered. I, I think that's a really good word for it. Like feeling scattered after bouncing around on emails all day or, you know, scrolling on social media for ages. That's how it makes me feel sometimes. And I think for all of us, there is an extent to which you have sensory overload because the way we just consume things, uh, deal with situations, just confront different things in our day-to-day life is at such a higher level than what we're used to because of our ease of access, because of what we do day-to-day that it's virtually impossible to not feel overwhelmed at a different moments. Like that's totally normal. So then when we're talking about, you know, not being able to switch off at night or wanting to do a meditation, but feeling like it's not working or it's not something you're really vibing with. If you're like, go, go, go sensory overload all day. And then you want to stop just for one minute to have some peace and quiet. It's almost like the brain just needs like a minute to chill out, right? So sensory rest, giving ourselves that regular rest is a really good way to train ourselves to drop into that state that's almost like the polar opposite to where we are when we're in overload mode. When all of our emotions and senses are completely heightened, distracted and pulled in 500 different directions. And honestly, I feel like the way we consume is almost training us to be distracted, right? It's training us to have a very short attention span. So I think regularly having a break from that and actually just being intentional with a break from that is so beneficial in like 5 million ways. But one of the really easy things you can do is a tech detox. Now I know a lot of us rely on our phones for basic connection, but even for work. And so I understand that's not always possible throughout the course of a day, but what about before night? Could you chuck on the do not disturb or airplane mode an hour before you go to bed and just have an hour where you are in creative mode. You're doing what you feel like you're in your body, you're in your mind. You're just not in that overload mode, which basically every app on our phone, you know, pulls us into. It's a distraction from being in this real world. That's a great one. Having a bit of a tech detox before bed. You could also do the same in the morning. You could leave your phone on do not disturb until you've done X, Y, Z first thing in the morning. You're not pulled, you're not distracted. Cause I know like waking up with that urge to go on our phone is a real, is it's a real thing, right? But if you fight that and just try and be in your own body and mind first thing in the morning, it's a great way to have that sensory rest, to just give yourself a bit of space away from that frazzled energy and just really connect with yourself. And I think if you're someone listening who feels really disconnected from yourself, then this is something you absolutely need to do. Find a way to prioritize sensory rest, whether it's through a tech detox or whether you know you have another idea, another way you can do that. It needs to work for you and it needs to be something you're prepared to stick to and can stick to, right? These things always need to be realistic. So I just think if that's you and you feel like you just can't, you know, you, you don't know what you want, you don't have that clarity, you don't have that connection with your emotions, this is essential to kind of breaking the barrier between your phone and you and just bringing yourself back 
inside of yourself so you can hear yourself you're not distracted you're not always it's like the phone controls you sometimes when you wake up and just think about it so just really something interesting to think about prioritizing so we've got physical rest mental rest social rest and sensory rest i wonder which one for you has stood out as like maybe something you've thought about but something you're like after listening okay, wow, I really need to like prioritize this or this is one I need to work on or this is one that has been my downfall or is the reason that I'm so tired or drained of my energy all the time. I'd love to know which which that is. If you want to shoot me a message online, uh, you know, let's have a chat about it because I think this is so interesting to bolster our understanding of rest, which in turn makes us feel more balanced because we're more energized and we can do the things we want. So I hope this has helped you guys in some way. I know you're going to have either a friend, a sister, your mom, somebody who is also going to love this episode. Maybe during the social rest part, you were thinking about a friend that was like, wow, they also need to hear this. Or maybe the sensory one, something interesting to share, because as we know, knowledge is great when we hear it, but it's even better when we share it. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. Again, if you have a chance to leave your thoughts, contribute to our rebrand, The link is in the show notes below. I would be ever grateful for your time. And I'm so excited to bring you guys what's going to be, I guess, a new era of balancing. And I will see you all on Monday for another guest episode.